אבל אם כאשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שתוכנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכנה אף על קדוש אמה שבארץ המה ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחנו ממקור חוכמה רבנו נחנו צגה נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו וכל ישראל אמן. So בעזרת השם we started the first part of תורה כ"ט speaks about the תיקון הכללי the white clothing we saw Um, and we stopped off at section 5, Othe, and we're going to go all the way up until Othet today. It's going to be smaller, but Bezat Hashem, it's going to be the second part, and God willing, um, we're going to finish it off with a third part the following day, tomorrow. So Bezat Hashem, let's get started. And with this is dependent Parnasa. Parnasa is dependent upon what we're talking about, or Parnasa that's earned. Easily, it depends upon what we just talked about. If a person wants to earn a panasa without having to struggle, without having to bother himself, without unnecessary effort, this is what it's dependent upon. Because what's panasa? Panasa blitorach specifically. Not just livelihood, but livelihood that is earned without bothering yourself, without these struggles. This is what we call, what it says, bread from the heavens. This is a reference to the man. Meaning through Tikuna Klali, which is what the rectification of the Brit. When through the general rectification, which is what we just explained earlier, that the idea of the Brit is the Klaliuta Gidin, it's all, the all encompassing Gid. That what did we just learn? That Tikuna Brit is the Tikuna Klali. Or the Tikkun HaKali is the Tikkun HaBrit. Sheu B'chinat Derech HaNesher B'Shamayim That we explained earlier. This is what we explained. Derech HaNesher B'Shamayim The way of the eagle is in the heavens. So just like we saw that Nesher represents the, the Ruach and the Ruach is the Tzadik and the Tzadik is the one who keeps the Brit. We saw this idea earlier. And the, if the way of the eagle which represents the Tzadik which is the Brit Um, is in the Shamaim, and what's the Shamaim? We just saw Lechem in Shamaim, the bread is from the heaven, which is the Parnasa that's earned easily. And we see here that Parnasa that's earned easily is dependent upon Tikkun Abrit. If one wants to earn his Parnasa easily, he has to rectify the covenant. And this is what it says in Bamidbar that the man was like the Zra Gadhu, was like the seed of a coriander. What's Zra Gad? It says in Tikkun Ezoah. Zragad, the coriander seed, this is what we call Tipachivarta, the white drop, the drop of seed. This is what we saw earlier. Drops from Lebanon. That this represents the rectification of the covenant. Because what's Venozlim in Lebanon? This is Minlibuna de Mocha from the whiteness of the mind, which is the seed, which is what we just explained. the which was like the man. The man was like the seed of coriander, which is a reference to this white drop as brought in Tikkun Ezor. So this is Tikkun Abrit. That this is what we call Tikkun Abrit. And Parnasa, that's earned easily without struggles, is dependent upon this concept of Tikkun Abrit. And Parnasa Blitorach is this concept of man. Bread which falls from the heaven. Because now Rabban was going to explain something awesome. Parnasa, which is earned with tiyakha, with lots of struggles, with difficulty, with heaviness. Because he hasn't rectified the general rectification. What we're talking about is the tikkun abrit, the rectification of the covenant. 
דזרק פרווין דנעמה, עניות רדף עד רדף אבטחי, כל שכן מן דזרק פרווין דמוחה. And awesome, this week's parasha, Pinchas, the Zohar from this week's parasha brings something awesome. One who throws away the, the crumbs of bread, one who throws away crumbs of bread, poverty chases after him. All the more so, the Zohar says, one who throws away the, cr- the crumbs of the mind or the drops of the mind. So we see here, just like poverty is this idea of what, uh, poverty chases the person who throws bread, which is what we just explained. Bread is what? It's man. This man that's earned with ease. So if one who throws away bread, which is this concept of man, then Parnassah is going to be very difficult for him. He's going to, poverty is going to chase him. And all the more so one who throws away the crumbs of the mind. Because what did we just explain? Parnassah depends upon what? Tikkun Abrit. And what's the drops of the mind? A reference to the Brit. The, the seed. So this is one who throws away the drops of seed, meaning one who wastes his seed, God forbid, God forbid. Um, then he, poverty chases after him. He doesn't have Parnassah. He didn't have a parnasa with ease. He has to struggle. This is what it says. You shall not eat on blood. It says in Vayikra. Meaning through the blood, the, the blood that we talked about. Which caused the Shekhinah to have this blood of the, the woman of the Nida. This concept of the Nida. The Nida blood. Bifrinat ir adamim, as we saw earlier, the city of blood. Bifrinat madua adam livashecha, as we saw in the aspect of what it says. Madua adam livashecha, why are your garments red? Bifrinat, or why are your garments bloody? Bifrinat shenimtzach ravar vagalav, this is the concept of Atamit Chacham, who has a stain on his clothing. Hanul dipegam amabrit, meaning through the blemishing of the covenant. This is, these are all aspects of blemishing the covenant. Red garments, blood of the Nida, stain on clothing. These are all aspects of Kamabrit. And when you do Kamabrit, it's you're blemishing the encompassment of all the, the sinews, all the limbs. This is what we call blemishing the garments. When you do this, God forbid. What does it say in the verse? You shall not eat. Meaning what? Meaning you're going to have to earn your panasa with lots of difficulty. Your eating is not going to be besimcha. It's going to be very difficult. This is what it says. Don't act on the basis of tenachashu. Uh, don't do like this black magic. Don't act on the basis of omens. Don't um, act on the basis of like auspicious times. All the stuff that were superstitions and avodazara, this sort of stuff. Why? Because what does Pekamabrit do? This is what causes this Nachash who comes upon Chava. Draws her, the Nachash draws himself upon her. And then he causes the ruling of this evil maidservant, which is what we call this bad time. This is why it says, Because what's Teonenu? It's this concept of people acting on certain times. It's a superstition. This is what we call the bad times. That a person should not cause, he shouldn't act with tenachashu v'teonenu. These concepts of superstition representing bad times, meaning don't give strength to the shifcha bisha, the evil maidservant, the opposite, the evil malchut. This is what it says: nachash, meaning don't cause chatzvah nachash. Lotenachashu comes from the word nachash, meaning don't cause nachash mashich la They should not cause the nachash to to draw itself upon. Um, the, the holy malchut, the chulah, etc. As we saw above. What's teonenu? Et ve'ona. Teonenu comes through the language or the expression et time ve'ona and season. 
Meaning that you should not cause, God forbid, the, the ruling, that you should not give strength to this evil time of the 28 seasons or 28 itim, 28 times. This is what from the word Lote Onenu. Because Teonenu comes from the word Ona, season, aspect of time, etc., etc. And this is why Yaakov requested, And if he were to give me bread to eat, and if you, and if heat were to give me bread to eat, and a garment to, to wear. This is in Bereshit. This is in Bereshit, with regard to Yaakov, whenever I believe, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, um, after Eliphaz takes his clothing and his, and his food, and leaves him poor, this is very possible. It's there. I could be mistaken. But nonetheless, Yaakov is requesting that Hashem gives him bread and garments. Because they're both dependent upon each other. Why? Why does Yaakov ask for food and for garments? Because Panasa depends upon the white clothing which we talked about. And what's the white clothing? The whiteness of the mind. The Brit Kodesh. To eat, to satisfy. And for majestic clothing or for ancient clothing. What did that mean? To eat with, um, to eat with um, satisfaction. Satisfaction. And to cover with these atik, these ancient clothings. The idea that here we have achila, we have eating. With satisfaction, this concept of parnasah with ease, and this clothing which is tikkun abuit, the the white garments. So we see here this concept in Yeshaya is both connecting the food, the parnasah, and the garment which is abuit. And Yaakov who draw who drew this whiteness. That we're talking about. And what it says in Bereshit, Machsof Alavan, the white layer, through the Tikuna Klali, he did this. It says, Reshit Oni, the first of my manhood. It says about him, Yoshev Ohanim, and it says about Yaakov that he sat in the tent, And what is the tent? Tent is the reference to Shamaim. So we see Yaakov has the breed through Reshit Oni, meaning the first time Yaakov was with his wife. Uh, was with Leah, and then from this uh, union came uh, Reuven. This was the first time Yaakov ever released seed, and this is what he says: Reshit Oni, the Reuven um, was the first of his manhood. So we see that Yaakov represented the Brit, Tikkun Abrit, and not only that, he also represents this concept of the bread. We're going to see how, because he sat in the tent, and what's the tent? It's the aspect of the heavens. As it says about it says in Yeshua that Hashem spread out the heavens like a tent to sit in. So the heavens are like a tent. So we see Yaakov sits in the tent, the tent's like a heaven. And here we see also this concept of what's the heavens like? The way of the eagles in the heaven. What's the heavens? The, the the brightness of the firmament. What's Zohar? Zehorit, that crimson thread which would whiten all the sins and all the blood 
of the 365 sinews, meaning the 365 prohibitions that we committed during the year on Yom Kippur, the white, that red strand would turn white and repair all our sins. It says, Though they be red like crimson, meaning even though our, our sins are red like crimson, like this crimson, crimson thread, they shall be as white as wool. Meaning that thread will turn white and all our sins will be turned into this whiteness. Meaning we're going to do this tikkun. This awesome stuff. And we also saw earlier that the heavens is also a reference to the, the lechem, the bread. Which is this idea that we saw earlier Yaakov had the panasah. Let's go to panasah. Um, through this eating that we talked about. If Hashem were to give me bread to eat, we saw earlier. And now we see this idea of the gadim, of white clothing. This idea of tikkun of wheat. And as long as the person still hasn't rectified this general rectification, and the Shina is still in the state or in the aspect of what we call, why is your why is your clothing, why are your garments red? Meaning the Shina is still in the state of the blood of the Nida. Then speech is forbidden. Dibur is Asur. We saw earlier what speech is. Speech is only considered speech when it's accepted. But here the concept of speech is inexistent when there's no tikkun akrani. When the shekhinah is still red, then the dibur speech is asur. It's forbidden. And it's in Tehilim, I became mute with silence. That, from through, that through these damim, because dumiyah, silence comes from the word dam, has the same root, dalet men. That through these damim, through these bloods, one becomes silent. Because the essence of speech is dependent upon what the general rectification. And what's the general rectification? As it says, and he told them of his brit, of God's covenant. Meaning what's vayaged from the word gid and the brit. The essential gid is the brit kodesh. This is something awesome. The Rabbanu is going to bring the Zohar Kadosh. After Rabbi Shimon passed away, each one of the Chavrayah, each one of the group of Rabbi Shimon would tell, their, would tell each other, don't let your mouth, don't open up your mouth, don't let your mouth open so that it should cause your flesh to sin. Meaning don't open up your mouth because your mouth is going to cause your, your basar, your flesh, to, to, to do sin, God forbid. Why? Now Rabbi is going to explain Ki Rabbi Shimon Because Rabbi Shimon, he was the bow of the Brit. He was the bow of the covenant. You know the covenant called the bow? We also saw this idea that the covenant shoots out. The bow also shoots, etc., etc. There's many similarities. So Rabbi Shimon represents this covenant, the bow of the Brit. As we saw earlier, he told them of his covenant. This is the all-encompassing gid, meaning the brit, the covenant. And whenever there's no general rectification, then speech is forbidden. As we saw just above, I was mute with silence. This concept of don't let your mouth open up to cause your flesh to sin, etc. When a person speaks, God forbid, when there's no general rectification, meaning when you still haven't rectified the covenant and you speak, he's committing the transgression, the sin of what? Rabbeinu is explaining that according to the Sod, you are transgressing this sin of what it says in the Torah. Do not go gossiping among the nations. Among the nations. 
this idea of gossiping. He's going to gossip, revealing the secret. But in the days of Rabbi Shimon, each and every person would tell each other, each and every one of the group of Rabbi Shimon, the group who were part of the Zohar, they would tell each other, open up your mouth, because when there is a Tikuna Kali, which is the bow of the covenant, as we saw, when Rabbi Shimon is alive, then speech is allowed, because the bloods have already been rectified. When the tzaddik is alive, and the tzaddik is here, then the blood is rectified, because what, what did the tzaddik do? He causes the blood to decompose and be turned into milk. Bringing in this aspect of what? At all times the clothing should be white. The tzaddik manifests this in his generation. So that, we shall sing to you, kavod, to your honor. We shall sing to your honor, and we shall not be silent. Meaning we're speaking about this in reference to Hashem. We shall sing to Hashem's honor and not be silent. Meaning there's no idea of closing our mouth here. Why? Kavod, because we say earlier, kavod is this concept of garments. We saw earlier with mechabduta, that Rabbi Yochanan called his garments, mechabduta, honors. So we see that the idea of garments, clothing is kavod, that were made white that were made white from the stage before when it's in sin, God forbid, when it's in the aspect of red garments. Why are garments red as we saw? That it was made white from the concept of the blood of the Nida. And then it says, What's kavod? It's the garment. We shall sing to you because kavod. We have these garments. We have these white garments. We have done tikkun akli. and will not be silent. What's veloidom? Because now blood has been transferred into the blood. Whiteness has been transferred into the blood. Meaning, no, sorry, I went back on. Because now whiteness has gone into the blood. The blood has turned white. As we saw, and drops from Lebanon. Meaning, from the whiteness of the mind, then speech is allowed. As we see, in the aspect of what? Open up your mouth. When the tzaddik is alive, he's constantly rectifying this concept and he's constantly making the shekhinah raised so that the shekhinah has no more blood of the nida, God forbid. And he turns the garments from red to white. He's constantly making the sins of the generation white. Now Rabbanu is going to enter into the concept of what we call the sickness known as epilepsy. And as we saw earlier in the introduction to the lesson, that the Parparol Chochma, Rabbi Nachman Micharin, brought this story that the person who, that um, this was Shavuot when Rabbeinu gave this lesson, the first time he ever started wearing white clothing. And here Rabbeinu starts speaking about the, the soul of white clothing, this awesome stuff. What really means white clothing, the white clothing that we're talking about here is the perfection of the Brit Kodesh, that Rabbeinu had attained this level. And not only that, that he had a student that came to him with his daughter, um, and he brought a wine bottle. Now Rabbeinu is going to start delving into the aspects that are literally happening while he's giving the lesson. How Rabbeinu ties this into the lesson. Everything that happens at that moment, it's all hashkacha pratit ha That much shows everyone that nothing is done. There's tremendous hashkacha. Look at this. So obviously the daughter that he, the, this one of the students brought had epilepsy. Now Rabbeinu is going to explain how to heal this. This is the aspect of the Sickness known as epilepsy, heaven forbid. What is epilepsy? When the bloods overcome and strengthen itself. 
and they shoot up to the brain. And through this, this puts pressure on the, on the mind. And through the pressure that the mind now has, because the blood is rushing up there, all the limbs tremble. Now Rabbi is going to explain how scientifically, yes, that's true, but now Rabbi is going to explain it. According to the Torah, how this is all in the Torah. Because why? The mind is what we call the commander of the army. And whenever an enemy comes to the commander of the army, look at this parable Rabbi is bringing. Whenever the enemy comes for the commander, then all the, all the soldiers uproar, they make noise. Because all the soldiers are dependent upon their commander for advice, for everything, for protection. And what happened? God forbid. The Shina then falls. God forbid, the Sukkot David that has fallen. David is Malchut, obviously, and Malchut has fallen. But through the Tikkun Akali, that we saw earlier, what does Tikkun Akali do? It allows the Dat to Nitromem, it allows the Dat to be elevated. When the Tikkun Akali is there, when the Tikkun Akali is present, it awakens the intellect, as we saw and it draws whiteness to the sinews, to the veins. As we see, at all times your clothing shall be white. And through this, one is healed from the sickness of epilepsy. And then afterwards, what is the verse that comes into play whenever the tikkun is rectified? This is what it says in Amos. Nafla, she fell, meaning Malchut has fallen, Shrina fell previously, but no more, meaning it will no longer fall. Kum betulat Israel, raise up the maiden of Israel, get up maiden of Israel, meaning the maiden of Israel who is the Shrina may get up now because now she no longer fallen, the Tikkun Ukali has been done. And then speech is allowed, and it says, open up your mouth, Vezehu. And this is what it says, do not go gossiping, and do not stand upon the blood of your fellow. What does that mean? Re'echa, what's re'echa, your fellow? Hanu amochin. This is the reference to the mind. Shem tren re'in v'le'amit pachshin. As it says in the Zohar, what is the mind a reference to? Two friends that never separate. Why? Because what is the mind? It's made up of chokhman bina. So chokhman bina are considered two friends that never separate. They're always in union together. And these are the two friends that, were, that the Zohar says are considered two friends. So we see here, adam re'echa, the blood of re'echa, meaning don't stand on the blood of your fellows. We are your fellows, meaning the blood of the mind. Here we're going to see what this means. When they are not silenced or prevented from doing their works through the strength of these bloods that come and pressurize the mind. Through this, you will not be transgressing the sin of Don't go gossiping. Because whenever you don't allow the blood to, to pressurize the mind, meaning you don't allow the blood to be raised and to prevent the mochin from being aroused, as we talk about, which is a blemishing of the breath. When you do this, then you're not transgressing the, the command of the Torah of don't go gossiping because now speech is allowed. Because what did we say? You can open up your mouth. Because during the days of Rabbi Shimon, each one of the fellows, each one of the students of Rabbi Shimon would tell each other, open up your mouth, speak. Because Rabbi Shimon is here, who is able to rectify this. Moreover, for wine is a traitor. 
Boged. Boged. What's Boged? Trader. This is a, upon the same aspect as Gidin. Sinews. Boged comes from the word Gid. That through the, the Boged, this concept of Gidin, one is, God forbid, transgressing the sin of going and um, gossiping and revealing secrets. As it says about the wine, wine enters and comes the secret. Comes up. When wine enters, the secret comes out. So when Yain, when wine is a traitor, in this aspect of there's no Tikkun Abrit, when it's, this Gid is not rectified, it's in the aspect, then you create, then you're transgressing the sin of going and um, and gossiping. When a person speaks and his tikkun and his brit is not rectified, then this, he enters the concept of gossiping. Then the wine becomes of what? You're revealing secrets, meaning it's not good. To this is not a good aspect of revealing secrets. It's a bad aspect. You're going to gossip and reveal secrets that you're not supposed to. Because the wine represents the the sinews. Hidgabrut adamin. And what is, what is this idea? Wine is what we call hidgabrut adamin. When the blood becomes strong. Because wine is red. Bifkinat alterayayin ki it adam. As it said in Mishle, alterayayin. Don't look at wine. Ki it adam because it's red. Meaning, what, are, what is the redness we're talking about the wine here? The dinim. The, whenever your brit is not rectified, it's the blood of the shrinat damida. When a person, God forbid, his tikkun hakali is not there, then the wine is not rectified. Because the end of wine, uh, uh, wine is the end of wine leads to blood. Meaning, this is why wine is called what? Tirosh. And this is what the Chachamim say in Yoma. If you merit wine, then it becomes a rosh. You become a head, a leader. If you don't merit, you become a pauper, poor. Meaning according to the wine that you rectify, which is all dependent upon the breed, which is Because what is a yain boged? It's called the wine of a trader. So if wine is in the aspect of trader, meaning boged, what's boged? Gidin. Meaning if your breed is not rectified, then the wine becomes makes you in this aspect of poverty. It's not, you haven't merited the wine yet. You haven't merited Meaning when you don't merit the wine. Meaning what? What does it mean that you don't merit the wine? In what scenario did this happen? When you don't purify the bloods. When you, what does it mean you don't purify the bloods? Meaning you haven't rectified the covenant. Through this, when you don't rectify the covenant, you don't purify the bloods, you create this content of pauper, a poor person. He doesn't have bread from the heavens. Obviously, because of a person who obviously wastes the drops of his mind, meaning a person who's become a breed, then he certainly doesn't have bread from the heaven. He doesn't have this aspect of man. He has to suffer with his parnasa. And Rabbeinu says, don't be confused why you see some reshaim have lots of wealth because this is not the concept of parnasa that we're talking about. Parnasa is mamash ash. What, are we t- what is true wealth, true parnasa? When you have simcha from the parnasa that you're making, then mamash you... It's a panasa earned with simcha. There's lots to it anyways. Being happy with what you have, etc., etc. That many people, Rashai, might have a lot of money, but they don't have hanna'a from their money. They don't have any simcha from their money. It's all fake. It's all on the outside. But deep inside, they have no simcha. But if one merits, he becomes a rosh, a leader. Because what's the rosh, the head? 
leader. This is what the concept of the mochi, the intellect, the brain. Because the rosh, the head is the brain. This is what a person draws whiteness from the mind. The whiteness exists in the mind. When a person merits the wine, obviously he has a rosh, because a person, for a person to merit the wine, he has to have the rosh, this concept of the lavnunit, the whiteness of the mind. As we saw, and drops from Lebanon, um, as we saw above. So here, this, this is where we're going to stop for today, but we see this amazing, amazing, amazing stuff that is practical to each and every person in this generation. This Torah, no one has ever revealed secrets like this. This Torah is something very special. So may we really apply what Rabban was talking about. Here Rabban speaks about the power of subduing this concept of epilepsy, how to heal this sickness. It's all dependent upon Tikkun Abuit, the wine. And um, Rabbeinu also has this idea that through giving wine to the tzaddik, one is able to um, heal epilepsy or looking at the wine that the tzaddik drinks. Rabbeinu speaks about this in other places, if I'm not mistaken. But um, there's lots of stuff here. Panasa, earned with simcha, with, without suffering. Without suffering to earn your panasa, meaning that you're happy with your panasa. That Hashem gives you panasa, that you have time to do Torah, mitzvot, other things. This panasa that we're talking about, the panasa, which is in the aspect of man, it's all dependent upon this tikkun abrit, which Rabban was explaining, tikkun akali. And we have the merit to say it every single day. We have the merit to say it every single day, these ten tikkun tikkun akali. We have the merit to say them with kavanah, to really apply this lesson, and uh, God willing, to go from daga to daga, level to level, applying the lessons of Rabbanu. The Shem Shamayim.